so bad you wanna die? Ever cried and cried until you can't cry? Like why am I alive? trying to get you get you on here? What's the I'm really proud of you guys still. Can we just say that we're proud of you? Oh. Woo, 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 Thank woo. you. We'll just start. That's that was the beginning of the pod. Hi, welcome to <laughs> welcome to Boys Do Cry Mental Health Conversations. My name is Ram Reyes. And with me, as always, Paulina Rodriguez. And this, this time we have a guest. Well, I mean, we always have a guest, but oh, can you introduce you? yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Jemima Barba, a.k.a. Jemima. Who is she? <laughs> yeah, who are you, Jemima? Who what do you do, she? Jemima? I don't even know. Can y'all let me know what I do in life? Because <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We're kind of sitting in your store. <laughs> yeah, we're okay, in so, 1418 so. Fulton in Fresno. Who yeah, I she? do that, too. So I'm an owner of a retail slash studio space art space in downtown Fresno called 1418 Fulton. Mm-hmm. And I also own, uh, with my best friend, um, Laguna Collective, mm-hmm. which is an independent press for um, zine making and zine workshops. So anything involving print. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. old are you again? I am 24. 24. Yeah, doing all that at 24. I'm also a student at Fresno State. also a student, yeah. So let's not forget that I have that and a lot of homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like the bougie aunt as well. <laughs> I really think I am. If you follow on her Instagram, because I was watching your story Let's yesterday and I was like, how does she afford such a bougie lifestyle? <laughs> Can First you of please? all, I have three credit cards. <laughs> 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 no, I just work really hard. Let's yeah. look at my life. Okay. Okay. Also, I'm just really good at bartering sometimes. You know, ever ever done that? Just like bartered. bargaining. I'm sorry. Bargaining. And kinda, she's a Taurus? Yeah. I'm a very practical, bougie person. Yeah. Yeah. It's that you know Gemini I mean? moon, but mixed with Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> something stability. like that. <laughs> You know, it's like what you aspire to be without the stability, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't have stability because both of my... My moon is a fire sign. I'm an Aries. Yeah. Mine is a Pisces, so it's like, that's terrible. It's water. Yeah. It's water. water. Just dreamy, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about that. So the more I talk to people about astrology. stars and astrology, stars. I like learn more about myself. Straight into mm. the stars. So. I mean, you have CoStar. That's all you need. Oh, yeah, guys. If you guys want to add me on CoStar, <laughs> wow. you guys can now. This is actually Ram a Rays. podcast about Ram. <laughs> and how it's he's about astrology. But... Yeah, I wanted to get you on the podcast for a lot of reasons. But one is because we live, we have like very kind of similar upbringings. Not upbringings, but like we moved at a young age. Right. Mm-hmm. Like from the Philippines. How old, how old were you? I also you? moved from the Philippines. <laughs> well, you moved from Mexico I didn't see you nine. there. So um, pigs started to happen. <laughs> Sorry, Polina. I was like, well, I left the Philippines when I was like, seven okay. and mm-hmm. i didn't get to america until i was 12 but i left at seven yeah but like right, right. kind of like leaving that just kind of leaving your home right feels very i want to say traumatic yeah it is traumatic it's like you're living you're like leaving home and left like a right a part of yourself um no seven years old is like i mean that's a very young age but yeah. it's not like well i left when i was 12 mm-hmm. and had already established yeah. A lot of good friendships that even from last year when I visited, I'm like friends with those people. Mm-hmm. So I didn't tell anybody I, I left. I feel like that's harder to be 12 and yeah. to leave. Cause I like- was also dramatic. I watched a lot of Korean uh, TV shows <laughs> and, um, you know, they just like ghost people. So yeah. I was like, bye bitches. I'll see you on. Oh, sorry. Can I say that? Yeah. yeah. You could, you could no, th- this, this, this episode is a- canceled. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Can we just start over? No, no. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's, but yeah, I didn't you could, say goodbye. You could, you could be Wait, so before we start diving into that, how are we all feeling? Yeah, how are you feeling today? Joanna? I'm very caffeinated and yeah. Just have a, he's ha- you're she just built a wall matcha. of plants. So yeah. there's a wall. There's like, like a snake like... plant in front of me. Oh, actually, I like how it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving the snake plant because I can't I see Jemima I just want to describe the situation. There's a bunch of plants in front of me and Ram. And Polina's on my side, obviously. Yeah, I mean, they're all um, on that side. But there's a snake plant very alive My mom and well. has one of these. Um, blocking me from Ram, and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and he just moved it so he could see my face yeah, more. Um, but but yeah, how are you feeling? You didn't say how you're feeling. I'm actually very happy. Actually, last night I was trying to make a tweet about how happy I was, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't even say that into words. I couldn't even express it. I was just really feeling um, grateful That's because good. it's like thank you next about everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just about my exes; about like life. Mm-hmm. So I'm just grateful. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good. Uh, thank you next on life. <laughs> thank you next on yeah seriously everything like thank this you year next taught me semester as well. Oh my god, please yeah. thank you next semester. I need to I all need my next professors semester. out there. Yeah. <laughs> thank One you taught next. Me patience. Oh my god, One for taught real. Me love. Yeah, all my professors. One me fame. How about but, you, Ram? Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm off to four mimosas before this. <laughs> so, Paulina and I... It's were, actually a drunk podcast, correct? He has five mimosas. Five. I was not five. It well, was I had five. You had five. I had four. I it was on our teacher's budget. And I was yeah, like, our advisor. Before she gets wow. here, let me order a few more. <laughs> yeah, wow. she uh, she paid for it. But like, yeah, we just ordered mimosas. And I just feel very chill and just feel... I don't know. This weekend was just very busy because yesterday oh, we yeah. recorded... Mm. that one pod so in real in in our time we're doing like two podcasts in a weekend but it's a lot it's a lot it's a Mm. lot of unpacking but yeah but i I mean i'm off i just i took like a little nap before i came in here (laughs) lucky you (laughs) yeah i was like oh i need i need to stop real quick but yeah i feel how are you how are you pauline I'm also great because I had five mimosas. <laughs> oh my God. With Ram before yeah. this podcast. Before this podcast. Before this podcast. <laughs> celebrating. No, but yesterday we actually, after the podcast, we like sat there for a little bit in the room and then we like answered some of the messages. And it's just like crazy that like that happened, that we did something. So yeah, sorry. Still sorry those people. That we procrastinated for like It took us months. forever to um, <laughs> answer those. Oh, you, these were emails. No, 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 no. no. These were like voice, voice messages. messages that they us. Oh. We had to reply in voice. Oh, so. I did but not know that. I would say I'm very grateful for this year too, especially since it's almost over. Right. And since I, like, I know my life is going to look very different next year. I'm just very like amazed at this year. Oh, I feel yeah. like I just grew exponentially. And I don't know what it's taking me next, but I'm... Not as terrified as I used to be, I would say. It's definitely like a learning year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think um, Maya Angelou said they're like, I'm sorry if I'm like butchering this or it might have been. Sorry. You I know what? I'm like Maya Angelou's number one fan. Yeah, so, so you will be canceled. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> is it that there are years that questions and there are years that answers? And I think this is wow. like an answering year. It really answered a lot of questions that I, um, that I had been like wandering about. And I feel like, yeah, it's like a lot of clarity mm-hmm. this year that I'm ready to take on to the next. Oh, let's share what. what yeah, what, what were some of these answers? Cl- clarity. Clarity. Like um, first questions? of all, my skin got cleared up. That's good. Just want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, um, 
or just like questions about friendships like what do they mean mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what what does support look like yeah what does um community look like mm-hmm. yeah. and how is execution possible with this many resources like all of those questions um that i've been you know kind of like wondering about have been answered because of the actions that i took this year mm-hmm. and i'm just grateful that i'm able to take the steps to get where i am right now mm-hmm. with like the community that i have and like the relationships that I have with people are like deeper than they were before. And I think it's because kind of just like purging out of like all these toxic behaviors and toxic energies from my life. Mm-hmm. That's that those were necessary for me to get here. Oh, although yeah. they're like really painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like I feel really great. Like I feel really happy. I feel really energized for opposed to like last year. I was very lethargic and fatigued yeah. um, from just like, anything you know yeah. and yeah and it's definitely like it answered a lot of my my prayers and my my hopes that I've been kind of keeping to myself like yes like you know we executed a lot of like projects that we wanted to do mm-hmm. but even just for personal growth as well like I definitely feel like I've grown so much compared to like the last few years yeah mm-hmm. so what does support look like um showing up mm-hmm. like showing up for people um I feel like I'm a, a very busy person. Yeah, you are. Um, but to me, support looks like being there physically, like holding someone or like hugging them and um, talking to them eye to eye, you know, being very like genuine. And I think I like have this thing where I just have to close myself in and mm-hmm. be very introverted. And I have to like keep things to myself because I would be afraid of like being judge or you know just be traumatized for being from that whole like opening up Mm -hmm. because it's a very vulnerable place to be right even like this whole thing is like it's very vulnerable place to be to open Mm -hmm. up yourself to whoever's listening Mm -hmm. yeah but um but yeah i i definitely feel like once you open up yourself there's actually a lot of things that come back to you yeah Mm -hmm. right and it's like surprising how how much energy it takes there, but also like it gives back and it replenishes. Mm. So I've definitely had falling outs with people, but I think this year I'm like less afraid. There you go. Thank yeah. you for the soundtrack. <laughs> um, Damn, wow. it's rolling. Um, yeah, that's so the energy that I want to go into <laughs> for 2019. So, um, but yeah, I definitely feel like my friends and I are good friends, you know? Like, there, there's mm-hmm. more meaning mm-hmm. to it. There's more meaning to my friendships. Mm. I want to ask, since you have, like, you know, you, have, you know so many people, you do so many things. And I'm reading this one. I'm reading this one uh, book? audio book about boundaries. You're reading or you're listening I'm to listening it? To it. I'm you're listening like, to it. You're like, I don't know how to read, actually. Just listening to an audio book <laughs> about Ever since Ram got a podcast, he stopped reading. Yeah, I'm done reading. I'm just <laughs> listening now. But... How, what 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 does what do boundaries mean to you, and how do you enforce these boundaries? You know, I'm very bad with boundaries. Really, I'm very bad with telling myself no and yeah. telling people no. Mm-hmm. And it's because, uh, well, first of all, like what I do for work, I'm a freelancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I literally tell people there's no bugging me. You know, there's mm-hmm. like you can literally message me at three p three a.m. Yeah. I'll reply to you. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Which is like, first of all, I need to set. Because, like, as a freelancer, you always have to be ready. 
-hmm. if there's a job that comes up you have to open that time up yeah and that reflects a lot with all the facets in my life it's just like you know like i take on so many jobs and i take on so much load from people yeah a lot of emotional labor a lot of physical labor and just um yeah it's just a lot of like energy that i kind of like have to give because i don't know how to say no yeah. and this week alone like this i mean this weekend went really smoothly mm-hmm. but if you know if something one thing wrong like one wrong thing happened it would have just been like terrible mm-hmm. but i think the way to prevent that is just to not say yes to everything mm-hmm. yeah, um cuz i'm a type of person who's i'm afraid to like miss out on stuff yeah mm-hmm. cuz i i think time is like you know you can go back like i always yeah. want to be where where my friends are you know yeah. like i want to make moments with them cuz mm-hmm. i'm cheesy like that <laughs> but yeah like i i should just say no like this is what i'm capable of doing right now Mm. and there's more quality if you know if i'm only focusing on a few things yeah mm-hmm. so yeah and i think that's like what i'm working with like and also boundaries about like how people talk to me mm-hmm. right like being a woman in business people yeah. will always look down on you because they they look at you like you don't know what you're doing yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i think i'm done with like people telling me what to do so yeah it's just kind of like how do I present myself where I'm like you know like I'm not going to let people do that to me because I've always felt like I'm like an underdog. Mm-hmm. So um, but now it's time to be a bad bitch. True. <laughs> you are already doing that. So yeah. You're like So you grew up in the Philippines? What part did you grow up in? I grew up in Manila. Manila? Yeah. That, city that's girl. like a big city, I'm right? A city, a city girl. girl. I'm a country boy. Oh. <laughs> country boy. Oh, what was it like growing up there? <laughs> um it's kind of like growing up. Okay, so what I realized is that where I grew up specifically is in this town called Tondo mm-hmm. in the Votas. Um, Dude, that's where all the vampires are at. The vampires the in the hood is. Yeah. So, like, nobody really <laughs> <What>? wants. <laughs> okay, there's. Let me ex- Vampire hood. Vampire hood. Because uh, let me explain that. There's like a. What was that? What's the <clears throat> monster that would. Like Manangal? Manangal, yeah, that's where the, okay, they're all so, at, in the Botas. First of all, it's not a vampire. We don't okay, believe in Okay, it's like that. a half, half monster. Vampire. So what happens is that um, there's this, well, the story is that there's this one lady who um, has this really long tongue and eats babies, pregnant, ba- yes. pregnant people's babies, yeah. mm-hmm. even before they're born. So what she would do is like she'd take half of her body, like the upper body would develop like wings and she'd fly just like half body. And the the other part is like left on the ground, so which would be like her torso. The like, torso area all the way down would be left just hanging out. Yeah. Kind of like your charging pod. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the rest is like comes flying around, off, flying like around. trying to find what pregnant women. Yes. Yeah, so so but they're all at the bottoms. That's um, what I always associated that place. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. think well, he knows what he's talking about. Okay, so I do. And then, growing up. <laughs> um, okay, so what what is it like growing up where I lived? Mm. <laughs> it was rough. Was I mean, it? yeah, I'm sorry to make those noises, no, but no, I'm just no, thinking okay. about it right now, and I'm just nobody like where, whenever I talk about where I came from, nobody really wants to claim that they're from there really? mm. because it's not it's not cool. Like mm. I, you know, when, last time I went back there. <clears throat> All my friends like live in this like really cool areas where it's like things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but like nobody really wants to live where I lived, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, my I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's like the slums, right? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, do you ever feel like uh, nobody wants to live in the Philippines? <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's what it is. Well, yeah, like there's definitely some, it's definitely a terrible, um, like, rap, you know? It's like a terrible yeah. rap for the Philippines. But what I notice as somebody who loves Fresno is that same thing with Fresno. Mm-hmm. I yeah. literally live in a place where nobody really nobody wants wanna to rep there. it, but I'm like loud about it. I love where I live and it's just like, I wouldn't be who I am right now without my community. Mm-hmm. And f- and I wouldn't be who I am right now if it wasn't for the places that I lived in. And yeah. that's, you know, all the places that I've been to. So yeah, like there's like no shame at all in me to like say that I'm from this place because I'm a smart person. I'm funny. Like I, I know what I am. I know what I'm worth. And like, I would, I wouldn't be those things if it wasn't for the exposures that I have. Mm-hmm. And it really does take a whole community to like grow. And I think, shout out to all my friends, the people that have been with me, like growing up, to all the, the times that I was not my best. Mm-hmm. And you know, my community still accepted me and still grew with me. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, I think it's important to have that support and I think that's to answer the other question this is also how support looks like is to like love without judgment because Mm -hmm. I mean we're all capable of being toxic people yeah you know um but it's really it really depends on what you do about it and what your community allows you to do about it Mm -hmm. right so yeah like I love Fresno I love Manila like I can't wait to go back yeah yeah so what was your childhood like in Manila um, I grew up with my cousins, and they're all boys. Mm-hmm. So I, um, some of my life, I my life, I lived in Navotas, which uh, actually where I spent a few years there mm-hmm. before I moved to Tondo with my cousins. Navotas, <clears throat> I came back there last summer. That was the first time in a while, right? Yeah. So my maternal side, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my my maternal side of the family. That's. Um, all my cousins like that's like the house we lived in my my grandpa's house was like that house so it's like <clears throat> i think there's like three stories mm-hmm. and there's like an attic mm-hmm. and my cousin and it's very like steep like steep um stairs yeah, yeah, yeah. so my cousin and i we would like run up and down it's really fun and i like learned how to like protect myself so growing up in manila mean, means like you know how to navigate the streets Mm-hmm. at a very young age so i mean in the province it's a little bit it's a little harder because they don't really let you go out because it is like it's like the dense forest and like the dense like yeah. trees mm-hmm. so i understand if you didn't because like there are really not a lot of like um i don't know like compared to the province manila is like more lit it is like well, I, mean, I, I grew in the provinces but not, <clears throat> not like super province provincial Lucena. Yeah, Lucena wasn't that provincial, but it was still kind of like a small city. Mm-hmm. But there was still like, it wasn't as busy as Manila. Oh, well, back no. then, but now it it's is. It's so loud. Now it's loud and yeah, ugh, I hate it. But yeah, yeah, it was different. I mean, I grew up with just like, I wake up where like, you know, all everyone outside is already awake and like all, Chicken that, is like, that, all that tindahan, which is like tienda, like little tienditas are like open, like tindahans are open. Mm um yeah and then it's it's cool because I, I grew up where i'm like taken care of just like here you know like my next our next door neighbor is like they know us like by name like the little you know like everyone like all your friends are out there hanging out 
Do you remember when you got here to America, like for your first day? Yes, it's what October fifteenth, two thousand six. Two thousand six. What was it like? It was cold. <laughs> this is how I know global warming is real because once I got here, it was fucking freezing, <laughs> and it was—it's so warm here now. Like, yeah. Wait, did you wait? Where did you land? Like, I landed in SF. Um, oh, wow. SF, yeah. Nice. And then I was like, well, this is where we're going to live. They're like, uh, no, this is just the airport. <laughs> you know, like, this is like San Francisco. We Did live you realize in what, like, you were doing? Because, like, uh, I talked earlier in the podcast where it's like, I kind of didn't really realize what I was, like, getting myself into when I moved out, of, when I moved away from the Philippines. Or I just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going away. No, no big deal, but, like. I mean, I made sense of it for a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I made sense of it, like, well, like. America snow. <laughs> yeah. like, there's gonna be snow everywhere. It's gonna be super cold all the time. Yeah, it's kind of like know, a like, very superficial, like, yeah, yay, I'm go, I'm gonna be gone. And then you grow up, you you spend more time here. I'm like, wow. And then th- this is kind of like where you know this is before like MySpace or like Facebook was happening. So I had Friendster, and all my friends yeah, were on there. Yeah, right? that's where the Filipinos were. Yeah, Friendster. Yeah. So Friendster was like social media. Like we still kept up with each other. I mean, AIM, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Yahoo, like whatever. Yeah. Um, so like we, I still talk to them, but I who's think them? Your friends? My friends, yeah. Oh, my did you talk to your family? Not. I wasn't really close to them. Like mm. I like I, before we left, I was already just living with my mom and my sister. Oh, okay. Mm. So my friends were like my everything mm, at that point. Okay. But um, yeah, it wasn't really hard to keep up with them. Like we still talked and stuff. But then I started being friends with the people here. Yeah. But you know my um. My idea of America or just California as a whole is like largely influenced by Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. So it's yeah, just really same, like, same. Ram was like, how do I really know? I thought I knew what America was, but he was just watching 80s movies. And yeah, I was so like, was I was late. real behind. Yeah. yeah, when I got here, I'm like, this isn't the 80s. It's not even the 90s anymore. It's like the early 2000s. I, like, I always watch like TV shows where like the white people are the main ones. So I always got scared of like white girls. Mm. I was scared of everybody. Yeah. So why did you move here or why did you come here? Um, my mom is a nurse. Same. Shout out to all the Filipino nurses. Shout out to all the Filipino nurses out there. Grinding. <laughs> for real. Um, so yeah, she got, um, and I think it was also just time for us to move because she started realizing like, you know, our future there, which is, yeah. I mean, it's for the best. You know, yeah. like it's Do you ever think about reality. that? Reality. It's just. Do you ever think about that though? Like, I was like, yeah, it is for the best, but I'm like, do you, a part of the, there's a part of you want to move, like, wish kind of like you didn't leave? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like I, um, like a part of me does. Uh, going back last year, I felt like I could live there again because of the things that I did. I mean, mm-hmm. Polina was just talking about, like, you know, like earlier when you said you watched the video I was in, like, I could still do the same things I'm doing here over there you know mm-hmm. and just a whole different like um people different people like different community mm-hmm. but yeah like this is you know i love fresno i love manila and like both things that i like all the things i love to do are possible in both places yeah that's weird because that's what we also talked about the you last know, episode when i went to mexico like a few <laughs> months ago i felt like i could breathe which is mm-hmm. weird it was like i don't know like sometimes like in this country it feels different because it's like I don't know. There's like something that you don't even realize like you're taking on or that mm-hmm. there's like these pressures. But when I went, I was just like, I can breathe here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was weird to me. Yeah. I think I think um, 
we have a sense of like capitalism <laughs> yeah no, here. it's just like no it's very true it like is. we have to be someone Mm-hmm. especially as immigrants like you have to be someone yeah, if you're successful. not then you're useless and that's that's what hurts is like mm-hmm. if you're not making if you're not taking i mean i don't know if you're not taking a role mm-hmm. yeah as an immigrant here then you're kind of like you're yeah, wasting if, your yeah, your opportunity, opportunity like right which I that's always, true but yeah but you I, have I, to be someone and that's kind of like the thing I, I've, th- I've been thinking about that a lot like yeah my parents did give me this opportunity like that, my idea of what my parents are giving me has always been changing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they gave me this opportunity to be successful. But then I realized, no, they're giving me this opportunity to be whatever I want, mm-hmm. which they didn't have because they didn't have the choice. Right. Yeah. And now they're giving me this opportunity and I shouldn't waste it by doing something I don't want to do. So. Yeah. I thought about that too. Cause before, like I used to have like this huge pressure of like succeeding. Cause I'm like, you know what? My mom mm-hmm. did like, give everything up like she gave up her whole life like that's crazy like Mm -hmm. i moved here when i was like what nine or ten but imagine being like 30 ish like you you know your whole life was like set everything you knew your language your culture your traditions your family and then to just like give all that up in a dream that your children are going to be better than you that they're going to have something more Mm -hmm. that you can't have there to just come to this country and like take all this in like she still doesn't know english to work in a job that she like when i think of like her job like she works in a factory like mm-hmm. day in day out for years like right. that's that sucks like i wish she can do something else like mm-hmm. i wish she didn't have to do that all the time and like i had this huge pressure like i have to like get this amazing job where that she doesn't have to do that because she mm-hmm. gave up all this for me you know but then i'm like but all she ever tells us is like i just want you guys to be happy you know yeah. like I do this so that you are happy. And I'm yeah. like, that took a while to understand that. Like, yeah, like we have this huge pressure as immigrants to like have these amazing careers, you know? But it's like we have, they gave up all that so that we could have the option to choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Option I feel that like they your, didn't have. Your identity as an immigrant really does like influence just like your way of thinking. Yeah. Or like relating to yeah. people here. Especially now, it's just like, it's you know we are so pressured to to kind of like fight off of that whole like idea of like oh like i don't know it's just like intergenerational too like all like the stress mm-hmm. is put on but it's a whole different meaning yeah you know like i come from like this family of like you know an unsuccessful marriage my mom is single mm-hmm. and you know like what you're saying to like sacrificial things like how do we even say that you know how do we even what do we what what do we do with that pressure yeah. and how do we navigate ourselves healthily mm-hmm. in a very non-toxic way um with that like mindset right like how do we take care of ourselves in this like mm-hmm. new generation where everything's new mm-hmm. like technology is in there in the mix social media influencing us like you know what i mean it's very like and then you see all the news all the time i think about this all the time too it's just like how do you navigate being a student yeah just being a student not even a person outside but just like being a student Mm -hmm. going through academia especially in cultural anthropology which i'm majoring in how do i go through that major and like not be affected by what's going on outside plus the pressure plus all these things i'm doing you know like there's Mm -hmm. so much to take on but then how do we just unravel that like you know what i mean just like how do we process that Mm -hmm. in a way that's like there's a clearance 
there's so much there's like it's very heavy things like Mm -hmm. you know and like you have this like guilt from your mom right like Mm -hmm. like my mom is a supervisor at the va hospital Mm -hmm. um she is she takes on a role as i do Mm-hmm. So we're all leaders in our house. And that's kind of like what's so badass about it is like, you know, my sister's very smart. My mm-hmm. mom is um, an, a supervisor. She's only been here for like less than, I know she's only been working there for like less than 10 years, like 11 years maybe. Mm-hmm. And she's already like doing all of that, you know, and I'm just like so proud of that. But yeah, yeah like I'm just thinking like how can we, how can we navigate things with all of these intersectional like issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I think that's why I also didn't like accept failure or I didn't want to fail. And it was so hard when I was failing to like let that go. Ram. <laughs> like when I was failing to admit, like, hey, I'm not enjoying this. Like this isn't for me. Because it's like I had that idea of like, no, you have to continue. Because if you don't continue, who will continue? Like like my mom is also like divorced like it's just her like who's gonna take care of her you know like it's my like responsibility but like at some point you have to like be kind to yourself oh yeah Yeah. and just realize like it's okay to fail that's part of life but i think as an immigrant sometimes you feel like you can't failure is not an option it isn't it really isn't because if you do it's just like that's do we have this like idea of like a legacy Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean like whoa my parents came here and i just fucked it all up yeah i keep keep thinking about that that? like i always sometimes think like how do i one up my father yeah like how do i one up him because he's already doing so much but like i don't want uh maybe the expectations change too because like that generation you know i wouldn't say that they were expected to to make those sacrifices but instead of looking at that way maybe we, we should look at it like how are the expectations on me different now yeah you know because like for me like i'm not gonna be a nurse i'm not gonna be a supervisor but what i can do for myself is all the things that i'm really interested in you know maybe like open a shop one day and like (laughs) um buy my books that i love like maybe that's what success is to me and if if it if it fails then you know like i can try again and that's kind of the beauty of being here is like we can fail and try again and try I again. think yeah. they didn't have that option where they, they can fail and try again. I mean, yeah. I think they try to instill that in us. Like, yeah, and it's not an option. But I think it's all... My mom is... Um, she's a weird one, man. She's she's <laughs> she's a weird. But, you know, she's not very vocal. I really grew up. I'm very talkative, I know. But I think it's because my mom didn't really give me a lot of verbal assurances. Mm-hmm. Same. Um. The only thing I would really hear from her are just like, did you do the dishes? Or like, why didn't you lock the door? Or why didn't you like clean the room? And it's very negative. Yeah. Right? Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, as much as we love our parents, our moms, yeah, they're not, they could still be very toxic. They were very, and they've done some for shit. And mental health. Exactly. And that's another thing too. When you love someone, especially like in that way, like you kind of just live with their toxic behaviors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that affects you with, yeah. with, with, with you with or without you knowing Mm -hmm. yeah you know and so for me i'm just like always trying to be positive with that going on in my life have have you noticed anything that you've kind of like internalized that your parents have like or your mom has like instilled in you because like i kind of like in my for my parents it's always been like they they don't do this to me anymore but like in my mind their voices when they're when i was younger were like you have to do well in school. You have to do this oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, 
wait, they don't say that to me anymore, but why do I still do it? And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I've internalized that voice. My mom's never told me she's proud of me. Mm. Never. Damn, she's never said, rough. I'm proud of you. Like, she just said, I love you, but that's different. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. proud of someone is completely different, you know? Mm. Like, for me, I don't know what is good enough. Mm. Like, I will do, like, all these amazing things. Like, I look back at my life, and I'm just like, man, like, I used to be in a band. Mm-hmm. I used to make really good music. Like, I can actually sing sometimes, too. And you like, can. I listened to your video. <laughs> I was like, damn, Jemima, you just, like, downplay yourself. I was like, this is and good. That, and that's the thing, too. Like, I downplay myself so much, mm-hmm. but I, I'm always doing my best. You know, yeah. like, if I'm designing something, I'm like, this is good. You know, like, this is really good. Like when they say like Filipinos are like good at everything, mm-hmm. like when, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, huh, like, I don't know if that applies to me. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, cause I don't have a limit. Mm-hmm. Like no one, because you know, like if someone's always telling you, oh, you're so good. Like then you just kind of settle. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like, I think what I'm doing is just good enough. It's already good. Yeah. I don't have to strive for something that's best. I feel like everything I do in life is to please my mom. And she's like, that's not good enough. I was about to ask yeah, that. Do you feel like you keep doing all these things, like yeah. trying to get her approval? Yeah, I yeah. live my bougie life. So maybe she can say as a Libra, like, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend's a Libra. Shout out to Wendy. And we just live our bougiest life. And for me, I'm just like, this is like the best version of me. Yeah. And I'm getting my, you yeah. know. Your bougie life. I feel, like, I feel that mm-hmm. though, but like making your parents proud. Yeah. It's kind of... Like I remember my this is this happened like recently. My brother, my brother is just starting to get into music, and then mm. my brother kind of tell told like we were all in the car, and my brother said to like he wanted to show him the song that he made, mm-hmm. and I'm like I know what he's doing. He's trying to bait like mm-hmm. trying to get like to tell them that they're proud or yeah. something. But like my dad was kind of like oh that's good, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know it's just like. And that's kind of like... Like, they don't know how to verbalize. Maybe they just don't know how to say that stuff. Yeah, like, there's really... I don't know how I they mean, know. They never there learned are, it. There are. It's just, like, maybe they didn't even grow up hearing that. Yeah, you know? I think that like, is it, too. And the, mm-hmm. and I strive to be soft. I, stri- I strive to be a very sensual, soft friend. Mm-hmm. I love, like, touching my friend's face. I love, like, hugging them. And, like, that's kind of how I show I love people. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe our parents just didn't grow up with that because it's... Yeah. It's very, like, taboo you know what i mean like yeah. people don't really do that and maybe those are the things that we have to unlearn because yeah. mm-hmm. i don't want to be like my parents yeah i mean yes they're great but oh they're great but they're, they're um, yeah they're, <laughs> no, they do, no they, they're great they're amazing you know they, they house they, us they like they feed yeah. us yeah but at but, the same time yeah. like our mental health i think what's crazy like perhaps like in terms of my family like we're not rich and like but, like, I always feel very, like, blessed and lucky because, like, my mom is, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I was so blessed to have someone like her that is just, like, love. Right. Like, today in the morning, I was just, like, she was just showing me all her outfits or whatever. But I was just looking at her and I was, like, I can't believe how lucky I am to have someone like you in my life. Right. That, like, you would, like, you just love me so unconditionally mm-hmm. and you always support me. And, like, I remember when I moved here and... I didn't know if I could have a job because I had to quit because like the panic attacks, like I just couldn't mm-hmm. be in public spaces and I had to quit school. And she was just like, you know what? Like if you can't do school, like we'll figure something out, you know, like mm-hmm. that support and just like that understanding or even jobs. She was like, we'll figure mm-hmm. something out, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
And I'm like, not everybody has that. No. Yeah, our parents and, are kind of like cold a little bit. Yeah, and she's so <laughs> warm, but like... it took me so long to see her mm-hmm. because I was so consumed yeah. in like my own things. And it took me a while to see like how, I don't know, just how lucky I am. Yeah. No. And the reason I am who I am is because of her. You know, actually, oh, I wanted to share like this funny, I shared this with Paulina, but my my uncle, my, mm-hmm. my dad's brother, on, face, on Facebook tagged my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was like greatest hits you grew up with. <laughs> and it was a picture of Queen, a picture of the Beatles, a picture of Rolling Stones, and a picture of a belt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, my uncle really did like At just call dad. out my dad. And I'm like, at first I, I thought it was about me. Yeah. But then I realized it was him growing up. His yeah. his upbringing was he also grew up being spanked. And with then a I belt. told him to comment oh same. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, did you ever get spanked as a kid? Um, yeah, my mom would throw like plates at me. Oh and, like, shit! Throw things at me because I was I'm always I've always been the same person. Like, like never a little brat. I, I am <laughs> a bougie a brat. brat. No, I really am. Like I talk back. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, you talk back. Yeah. Damn, you're braver than I am. I talk back. I was like, just because you're older doesn't mean you're right. Jeez, you're braver I, than the I've US been Marines. throwing shade since I could talk. <laughs> Jesus, so, yeah, like, I was never that brave to my parents. Yeah. I mean, I was. I grew up with guys, and they always got away with everything. And I'm like, why is it like that? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even know that that was a word. There was a word for that. What I was doing It's called being a feminist, maybe. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean. It's different now. I'll never use that word about me. But um, yeah, I always like got hit, yeah. and like we would like play in the flood a lot, because um, it, it would it would it would like flood like where yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. where we live. Yeah, you mm-hmm. ride those uh-huh. uh, tires. Yeah, um, like yeah, and there actually would be like big styrofoams that we would like. Um, it's kind of like. You know, because, like, they would float. Oh, my God. So, like, they would literally, like, do that. They would put, like, like a, a chair on it. It was hilarious. Like, my life in the Philippines is so much more fun. Like, because, like, you know, it's just, like, you're living in the city, and it would, and you don't have a lot of money. You just make the best out of everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's so cool because, like, my, my friends and I, I didn't really have a computer. I didn't own, like, any kind of video game thing. I, like, read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would beg my mom to take me to a bookstore all the time. And that was, like, my best form of entertainment. I didn't, I don't own a TV. Mm-hmm. I've never owned, mo- one, uh, like, a TV at all. So yeah, I went to his ho- her house. I'm like, where's the TV? Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> have like, a TV. There's, like, none. And people get really weirded out about that. because. Yeah. But I never really cared a lot about TVs, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never really, yeah. So anyway, it, I, I'm just very analog with my life. Mm-hmm. So I, I like reading books and like being hands-on with things. So that really affected me like creatively, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just not having... Yeah, so I don't know. Like, it was more fun if you don't have a lot of money. It was. Like, you know what I felt when I went back to the Philippines? Like, I kind of felt like... Not that I don't have that here, but like just a... Like, I had all my family, like, I have, like, my mom has, like, 12 brothers and sisters, like, mm-hmm. and most of them were at the house, like, my cousins were running around, I was just sitting there, I haven't seen these people in, like, almost a decade, and I just felt very home already, mm-hmm. Yeah. and I just, like, you, you just don't feel that here, like, I honestly feel think- very disconnected, but there I was, like, this is my family. I love this place. I love these people. Yeah. Just, like I felt like real love, like right there. Just mm-hmm. like I wasn't even really talking to anybody. I was just kind of like sitting there. there. Everybody was laughing. I have a Snapchat of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like amazing. 
Yeah. But I think it's just connection because I think sometimes we think we have connection here, but it's like social media or all mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. And in a way it is, but it's not the same. It really isn't. It's like a weird I don't know what it is called. Like a it's like a ghost of it. Like it's not yeah. the real version of it. It's like making connection like making deep connections in the times of like social media. Like how do you do that? Right? Yeah. Like how do you create genuine relationships like with yeah. something so superficial in the way yeah. um i mean i love i mean i'm on instagram all the time oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. every second of my life Very is on active. instagram like if i get lost oh, everyone knows instagram. where i am <laughs> <laughs> and those people would track me from my instagram stories like and that's completely i think also because i'm also really scared like people don't know where i am like i need to Make it known where I am, just mm, in case. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a tactic. You're, you don't know, but <laughs> yeah, it's no. a very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also just like sharing. I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, how do we make connections? And I think that's another thing about like mental health. You know, like I just started healing through speaking my truth, and mm-hmm. that's honestly one of the hardest things I've had to do mm-hmm. because. Um, you know, like social media, yeah, you can say some stuff, but saying, confiding in someone, mm-hmm. one person only, mm-hmm. you know, confiding in them and just telling them your story and them listening genuinely, mm-hmm. I feel like that breaks a lot of like walls, right? More than like social yeah. media connections. I mean, social media is our life now. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, in it's like we need it. Like it's kind of like a necessity. Because you know, at one point we were saying, "Oh, it's social media. Like that's separate from real life." Like, oh, but no, it's not social media is real life, y'all. Like yeah. it's real. We make connections. We make conversations on there. You see people. Mm-hmm. It's a part of us now. Mm-hmm. But I think there's another level, like another level up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like more than that, and that's like really being there yeah. with them. So, so yeah. how did you start healing, or? What made you start that? Because I always kept every like I started noticing that my anxiety is mostly because I'm afraid to be judged, mm-hmm. and I think because I was made to be afraid to be judged. Mm. You know, I was made to mm-hmm. feel like I sh- I don't I'm not worthy of being listened to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not worthy of being loved. You know, and just being like abused and uh, mistreated. So like I took so much of that, like I would like talk to my therapist about it mm-hmm. and I would like hold so much in mm. me. I could never, there were some, you know, when Maya Angelou just like became silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and she just didn't talk to anyone. Like I still talk to people, but then the truth, like the real, like the real lips that I had for talking was not there. It was a different kind of like conversation, different mm-hmm. tongue. Yeah. I was using, yeah. you know, like I would say things and like, that's like not exactly what I meant. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like even my, my partners, I wouldn't tell them anything mm-hmm. and they were supposed to be my best friend. Like imagine not ever having to like tell your best friend the truth yeah. because mm-hmm. you're so scared and yeah. not even because of them. It's just like scared to say it to the world. Mm-hmm. like because you know when you man- when you say something you like manifest it and you hear it back and yeah. i was just like i would stop writing in my journal mm-hmm. and i've always written i have like stacks of journals even from when i was in second grade mm-hmm. so i would always been writing my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts but there were um long periods of time where i would just not even self-reflect because mm-hmm. i was avoiding myself Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um i was avoiding a lot of my 
own thoughts because I was scared. I was just paralyzed. And that's the word that I would, would describe my anxiety is it's paralyzing. Mm-hmm. Like I, my throat would really like get so tense. Like I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. So once I finally um, broke that, broke down, you know, in front of my friend, um, that's when it kind of started rolling out of me and I couldn't stop talking anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like, and that's why when I was reading um, The Cage Bird, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like about her like singing and dancing and like, um, like her life, right? It's just like opening up and all of a sudden like it's coming back to you 10 times more. Mm-hmm. right so I think yeah this there were years of me like not saying anything but then like once I did like you know like one another favorite author of mine is Jonathan Safran Foer and he said that you can protect yourself from sadness without keeping yourself from happiness mm-hmm. wow. right so meaning like you can't hide like you can always protect like it's if you're protecting yourself from the world, you, you're missing out on all the good things too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you're keeping yourself from the sadness, mm. um, you're also missing out on the things that you know involve happiness and joy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Brene Brown said something like that too when she was talking about the power of vulnerability, which was like, okay, fine, I have to be vulnerable. But yeah. <laughs> she was like, you can't like selectively numb yeah. things. Yeah. Like when I mean, you numb was... like sadness, pain, you numb joy and all yeah. these other things. That's, they mentioned that it's in this boundary connected. in this book that I'm listening to where it's like boundaries are there to keep out the bad, but also not rigid enough to not let the good in. Yeah. Like that yeah. has to be walls, but also not walls, fences. Gates, yeah. but also gates to let things yeah. in. Yeah, because so. it was crazy. Because I think like, um, like I kind of shut myself off from like Mexico. Like growing up there, I just kind of closed that door without even realizing it for a really, really long time. And when I finally like was like allowing myself to feel all these different things, like not just trauma, like all those memories started like just coming. Like yeah. it was like a flood of like, and it wasn't sad memories. It was like all these happy memories. And I was like, dude. Like, when I shut my door on, like, all this pain, I shut all that, like, joy and mm-hmm. laughter as well. Like, and that was crazy to me because I'm, like, that is, like, integral to my, like, who I am. Yeah. Like, and you kind of just shut the door on everything and you forget, like, who you really are. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's definitely good and bad and bad and good, you know, like, yin-yang. Like, we need to appreciate both and because that's kind of, like, the duality of life. It's complex yeah. at the same time. It's very complicated. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just like, how do we move on forward with emphasizing the good things so that we have enough energy to keep moving forward? Because, I mean, I always, another reason why, like, not reason why, but I'm just like unprepared for this. Like, I was unprepared for this, like, talk for a long time is mm-hmm. like, I don't have really good mental health coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really, I don't, you know, I don't like, I don't really meditate all the time, like yoga, like, I don't even journal anymore, but, and maybe that's something that I need to go back to. But for now, like what makes me sane is besides, you know, just like shopping and stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just that's kidding. So good. That's a uh, sustainable coping. <laughs> hey, retail therapy does work though. I love that shit. It's funny. And like fucking... friends, you know, like friends are free. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most system. part. You know, they're they're amazing. And that's another thing, too, is just, like, I have someone to talk to, and that's amazing enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, like, I feel loved, and I'm, I'm understood. Um, I don't have to be another person to be accepted. 
Yeah. Um, and that feels just as good, you know? Like, I love meditating. I don't do it a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't oh. even know what coping mechanisms look like. That's, She's like, I just work. I just work. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a workaholic. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. But I feel like that's still valid that, like, I don't really, like, I still want to know your experiences despite... You don't have to be an expert to be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to be I just that am. well put together, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it looks like I'm very put together because I am. But at the same time, behind all of that, there's just... Um, well, the reason why I work like this is I have I, I just follow steps. If yeah. you're good at following steps, you'll be fine. I'm not there. I'm good at big picture. Not I, yeah. I hate like the little uh, steps. Well, honestly, like here's what... I'm, I need to work on that. It's hard. It's hard. No, <laughs> here's how I see it. Like, honestly, like... One of my friends, because I because I've been like very vocal about my mental illnesses, and then one of my Filipino friends told me like, yeah, my mom was like really worried that, like he was talking about you that you had depression, blah 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 blah. But then she came around like this is a Filipino parent like, and she came around and towards me and said like, I'm not gonna say his name, but like if you ever need to like seek help, you know like, you know I'm here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, just by me. By just by you sharing your experiences, your story, mm-hmm. you're basically helping other people because then, you know, you just need to not shut up. Like, you just yeah. need to keep saying your truth, like you said. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe that is your code mechanism, just saying your shit. Yeah, just saying. I, I seriously, I've been trying to just not be scared anymore. Like, I always, like, nowadays, I'm just like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, and usually that's what anxiety is. Like, you yeah, catastrophize. Anxiety. Yeah, Right? Like, our anxiety is just full of the things that are supposed to be the, re- you know, just, like, terrible results. Mm-hmm. Right? And we emphasize on those terrible, like, maybe, like, 0.01% of the things that could be terrible. Right? But then mm-hmm. all of the other percentage, all of the other possibilities, you know, are beautiful. It's just that we don't focus on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, how was it, like, um, when you came here, you're adjusting, like, to life here right. to the united states so how was it adjusting yeah how um, did you like culture shock bro yeah or like finding your own space well when i when i first moved here i went to a catholic school mm-hmm. uh, really yes Damn. i went to a catholic school i went to um a school called sacred heart um and to, like I, classic filipino yeah i um <laughs> i went there because my cousins went there they've oh, already okay. been going there so um my aunt and my mom decided to put us there all of us together it'd be mm. you know convenient yeah um yeah like i was still learning english so i was definitely made fun of like i had like hairstyles that people didn't understand like really yeah, yeah. like i was just like i've always Wait, what grade was it middle school i was in middle school seventh uh, grade. middle school always th- yeah, it always goes back to middle school. And like school. all the girls didn't like me, and I'm I'm used to that, you know. Like I'm not always I don't strive to be liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, it's imagine just already having a hard time adjusting to this new world, and then little bitches be like bullying you, you know? <laughs> like it was hard. It was yeah. um difficult, and I would just like didn't have anyone to talk to, um, yeah. and then it was a very small school, so like. In our grade, probably there was like seventeen students. Mm-hmm. So like they, when they, whenever they would call on me to, to read, which I hated, yeah. I would like ha- try to like imitate like a white person's voice. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to like talk. You know, I'm just the, like, I don't know like how to do this. Do you ever get that? I just watch high school musical you, what, a lot. What's what do you how do you feel when people say, Oh, your English is so good, you don't have an accent? Like you weren't born here? Wow, you're I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know like, how to react. Did, did you not know the history of the Philippines? We just got yeah, colonized exactly. like three hundred years of like Spain. Like so I know a little bit of Spanish, yes. Yeah. And also America, so I know all that too. Like yeah. we were just colonized for a long time. I never know how to react. I'm like, I think I don't know if I should say thank you or like be feel insulted. I'm like, just yeah, like, I know how to speak English. Of course, I know how to speak. Yeah, it's. it's I like, had to. Oh <laughs> yeah, I was. I was kind of forced. I was institutionalized to learn this. Yeah, I, <laughs> when I went back to the Philippines, all my friends were speaking to me in English. I was so irritated because i'm like i'm here to talk in tagalog yeah mm-hmm. and y'all are making me talk in english and it's you know it's so much more convenient yeah mm-hmm. so um Dude, my my, my accent came back when i went back, like when, when you went back when i went back when i came back like i had a, a little bit of accent oh. i'm like whoa crazy. that was another thing too like i stopped talking to my mom in tagalog because mm-hmm. i felt i felt shame yeah. you know because i went to, i was in seventh grade everyone was wearing hollister and uggs which i wanted Oh my and God. everybody yeah. was just fitting in, you know? trying to fit in. Like my classmates, you know, we all spoke English, of course. And um, my mom would talk to pick me up mm-hmm. and she would talk to me in Tagalog. And I didn't want my friends to be worded out by what I was saying. So yeah. I would just be mean to my mom and be like, stop talking to me in Tagalog, which looking back at it now, like, man, like I should like right now I talk to her just in Tagalog, mm-hmm. oh, really? no matter how much I stutter. Oh, I just I don't, No, my, me and my mom, like, or my parents, we're just kind of speaking English now. Actually, we had to stop speaking to my little brother in Tagalog because he was, like, two? Confused? He was getting confused at oh, school because he was, like, we were speaking to him in Tagalog. Then at school, he would speak English. Mm-hmm. And then my, my, the teacher was, like, you have to speak with him in English, which oh. is, like, shitty because now he doesn't know Tagalog. Yeah. He doesn't understand it, but, like, he doesn't I mean, know it anymore. Just to, just to, I mean, like. When I was in the Philippines, everyone speaks English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's not only considered cool. Yeah. But it's mostly considered cool. Like, everybody yeah. wants to speak English. And yeah. the more you sound like American, you're more likable. Filipinos have that weird, like, um, Tagalog English accent, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm talking like about? Like, Pero, uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, they would, like, roll their R's. I'm like, yeah, or, like, they, they would, like, round their R's, I mean. They have, like, I don't know. Like, there's this weird professional Like, come on, English. just talk in Tagalog. Yeah, I just want Tagalog. Like, it's... it's yeah. Actually, my mom, went, at one point, like, when I, when I started, like, getting... I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, where I just kept going out. And then my mom told me, like, you're acting too American. Oh, damn. And that made me so fucking mad because I'm like... You're I've American, been, right? I've been trying to fit in. Yeah. What, what else am I supposed to do here? Like, yeah. To survive, I've had to fit in. This is the American culture. Yeah, People and like, out. now you're now you're being mad at me for being an American. No, you're just being too Filipino, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, that should have been... That, I'm, been honestly the cu- I'm like the queen of comeback, so if you oh ever God, need a time to respond to somebody just ask me but like yeah it was just that i remember that that like moment so yeah. vividly because i was just like but i mean i just want to uh, like comment on that it's just like how we as immigrants especially coming from a different country i mean that's what i mean immigrants mean. yeah <laughs> so i'm like dazing out yeah, yeah, yeah. um we have to reclaim a lot of things that yeah. were put upon us mm-hmm. and just say like no like this is who i am you know i i hated like 
when people bring up my accent, I'm like, yeah, bitch, I do have an accent accent because I can speak probably three languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet born here. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm proud of that. And like people catch my accent and they ask me where I'm from. I'm just like, I'm not from here. And I'm proud of that, too. Like, I'm not from here, but I'm very well adjusted. Yeah. Like, How long did it take you like to feel that way? Um, or when did you feel like a change happen? I think when I was, um, well, I, I moved here when I was 12. It was 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started going to high school in 2008. And I think by that time I was, I mean, for context, um, Philippines, it's very Americanized. It so, is. It so is it's awesome. like, I wouldn't even say it's a culture shock, more of like what they listen to, because it's everything's kind of global now, mm-hmm. you know, like, so all the stuff that I listened to then was like people listening to it here, mm-hmm. you know? And also, like, Disneyland. I mean, Disneyland, Disney Channel, like, all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, everybody Cartoon was into, Network. like, High School Musical at that point. Yeah. So, we were, I was, like, well-adjusted in that kind of culture. But then, like, the American, like, like small talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, the idioms. Like, the little nuances. The, I yeah. still don't know idioms. I always yeah, fuck everything up. Dumb. Like, I hate that. Like, <laughs> like two killed... Two, two birds, birds with, one, with stone. one stone. Eat, ha- have your cake and eat it too. That's such that a doesn't make two sense. birds with one stone, guys. Okay, yeah, but like, the like, why it- would I have a cake and not eat it? <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Oh <laughs> my god, that's, that's what he said. <laughs> god, you understand? Like, like if like, I make a I cake, don't is- I have to eat it? Like, okay, so I'm terrible. Like, that's how you know. Like, I'm not fully in this culture because I don't know idioms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like and those little things that really make you feel belong. Like, I know there's a saying, but I'll butcher it. Like, you know, when I was yeah. um, I was in the Philippines, like, preparing myself, I, I bought a lot of books, yeah. too. Uh, and one of them were just, like, American idioms. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, tried to memorize all of them. Like, and I was like, the bush. For, like, first of all, if you're in seventh grade, nobody says idioms. No. So I was preparing myself to talk, like, as if I was a dad. <laughs> and <laughs> nobody said it. And I just lost it at some point. Yeah, so it's um, like catalog somewhere. They, they, Basically, but, but when they say it now, like even to to this day, I'm like, like, like putting people? the cart before the horse. I'm like, what? I, I what never the fuck heard does of that. that. Mean? Can you just talk like normally? Yeah, can you like, just explain to me? Don't I don't know. It, there's so many idioms that just go past me, and I'm like, yeah. Or there's just little it? cultural context. And then I like take my phone out five minutes. I like, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, that's. I think I. In high school, like, I think that's where I'm mostly adjusted mm-hmm. a little bit. But, you know, people still made fun of the way I talked. And, mm-hmm. like, um, but, yeah, I... When your accent comes out. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And, you know, like, the other day I was talking to my friend about just skincare products. And I keep saying skin scare. And I'm like, why do I do that? Like, and then, you know, like, sometimes I'd wake up. Like, my um, my friend would be driving and I'd wake up, like... Um, on a very long road trip and I would wake up talking in Tagalog really yeah oh, wow. and I'm just like uh. you know what I have like a do you think in English or in Tagalog English English now yeah, yeah. did you think in Tagalog before? I mean I, I can think in Tagalog I, would I feel dream like when I'm when I'm, in, when I'm t- speaking in Tagalog I feel like I turn into like a different person a little bit really I become more respectful a bit because maybe that's the mode I only talk in mm-hmm. like the only people I talk to in like Tagalog are my parents so mm. if I'm speaking Tagalog I feel a little bit more reserved. polite a little <laughs> <laughs> more polite a little more polite yeah that's that's I thought you said white I'm like wait what no polite. but there was oh yeah you know that's a weird a weird grammatic thing that you would probably get is when my parents would always say close the lights Oh, close the lights. Yeah. When it's like, when I say that to my friends, like, hey, can you close the lights? And I'm like, what? 
And I'm like, turn off turn the it light. Off. And you close, just close it. Because like in Tagalog, it means patayin more like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kill the lights. Yeah, kill the lights or like, yeah, just close it. Like turn yeah, it off. Yeah. Like they don't mm -hmm. have a word for off. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, kill the lights. Like, it's but. funny like that. I mean, I do that. I still struggle with in, on, like all of that stuff. And I, I stutter a lot. Like mm -hmm. when there's a lot of like pronouns involved, like she, he. Like, oh, yeah. I've, all I, of, like, I mix I'm, it like, up not by... And I feel really like, I feel like an asshole where you have yeah. to, right now we have to respect people's pronouns. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so sorry. It's not even that I forgot. It's just that I, this is my second language and I'm like, I'm still Yeah, learning. I mix people's like, <laughs> people who identify with she and he, I mix it, it up anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, the she, I'm like, I meant he and or like they, whatever. I would just say, I would okay, just default for, to they. For context too, in Tagalog, there are no gendered pronouns. Oh yeah. No. Everyone's ikaw, which are, um. Sha or as s i y a, which is literally them. I so didn't like, really think about that. Yeah, You're right. So, yeah. So aggressive. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's um, we don't have gendered pronouns, and that's why, for me, I'm just like, yeah. Why is everything so gendered here? You know, mm -hmm. like that's true. I mean, as far as my Mexican culture, everything is gendered. Right. <laughs> I know. When I was learning Spanish, I'm just like, how can a how can a fucking table be a male? <laughs> <laughs> or no, the, not, la mesa is female. I think it, no. Really? El, like whenever like el or like you know what I mean like el something and it has and with an o or yeah. something like that I'm just like how is this thing a, a male mm -hmm. or a female gen you know yeah. like a yeah. gendered thing yeah I, I, so I never got that in French up. too I was like what what does this mean yeah I oh. mean in Tagalog we we do have a lot of Spanish yeah but, but um I don't think we have it's not gendered you know what annoyed me when I was in the Philippines when I went back for a year to like live there it's like they would interchangeably Go from like Tagalog numbers and to like to Spanish numbers. Spanish numbers. I'm like, you're confusing the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so they would, um, that's actually, I have a funny story about that. My mom would send me to uh, the store sometimes with, with um, you know, like just buy some vinegar really quick for yep, this adobo um, or sugar or something like that. And I would, I literally wrote down the numbers in Spanish mm. so that once the person, like, oh, it's, it's quince. Or blah, blah, yeah. Okay, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's fifteen. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to. I do was that. I was intimidated. Like, yeah, and it's just kind of like learning that in Spanish. I didn't even know that was Spanish. First of all, mm -hmm. uh, I just thought it was just another slang for like numbers. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what is? What are these words? Like, yeah. where do they come from? Yeah, that's but weird. it's very integrated, and you don't even notice it. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, language is language is funny. Also colonialism, uh, but yeah. Um, any more questions? What happened? <laughs> we're almost we're we're in an hour. Oh shit! You know, How do you get into zines? Yeah, talk oh. a little bit about that before we end. Because that's what your business is yeah. on. Um, I've always it. like I said earlier. I want. I've always like read books, mm -hmm. and I've always written. So, I thought that whoa, like you can just make books. You can just literally make it your own. Mm -hmm. And I started collecting maybe like five years ago. So I have a pretty, I mean, like crates of them, right? Mm -hmm. there, Just like of zines. Oh, no. And I just thought like um, putting that into my, um, like my major, like what I'm studying. I, there's like a lot of things that I can do with zine making with what I'm working in school, mm -hmm. so which is anthropology. And just combining that, it's kind of like found this like key um, important thing that I think our, you know, our community can benefit from. Yeah. But I just thought like, there's so much freedom, like, you know, zine making is just like, 
it's like an open thing like you can it could be about anything right mm-hmm. and I think there's a sense of like freedom in it and creative freedom that there's like different sizes and different topics right but I think what got me into it is just like the design mm-hmm. how witty and also unserious it is compared to the books that I've been reading my whole life mm-hmm. and just and then going into this like very fun thing to do mm-hmm. but and now it's become an obsession that I can't stop yeah and you have a whole shop but, so. <laughs> yeah just like a, a whole like building full building of, like, dedicated to it do you find like it's kind of like you get to preserve things especially because just looking at them like there's one that stands against racism homophobia sexism. yeah shout out to philip yeah just like they're very diverse and i think a lot of times in like the main culture like our stories get erased oh yeah and i feel like this is like a way where you can like highlight all those stories mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, so there's definitely a lot of, like, whitewashing in our story and our history. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, like I, um, I was saying, like, my study in anthropology, how do we get to tell the stories of our own community? Mm-hmm. Not from a white person's perspective, not from another, you know, European-centric, Eurocentric um, perspective, but how do we, I mean, Zora Neale Hurston, another great anthropologist, Mm-hmm. Um, did that for her her ethnography. She studied her own like native ethnography. Um, but how do we get to do that on our own? Mm-hmm. But you know now things are more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, we have ways of communicating um, through the internet or just um, even here. You can just come in here and make your own zines. Mm-hmm. Like I think just having that space in Fresno is like already so radical because you can yeah. just come in here, make your own make your own zine write about it and then just spread it mm-hmm. you know so laguna collective our aim is to really um use our resources as um as an independent press to to highlight and emphasize people's stories from like rural towns and like places that are very overlooked and coming from like you know like a journalism perspective too mm-hmm. we i mean a lot of stories that get highlighted are the ones that are mostly in the densely populated um cities like mm-hmm. where people are mostly going to watch news but there's also amazing stories from people from smaller towns in fresno you mm-hmm. know people that don't really get a lot of like um highlight right mm-hmm. so how do we hear their stories um if we don't have that if they don't have that chance so like you know like for me like i re- what i really want to work on is like going to those little towns and like having like zine workshops Mm-hmm. You know, and like yeah. it's not, you know, like when people think about workshops or blah, 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 like it's very, um, uh, I don't know, like very niche, but I think it's like, no, like anyone can do it. And yeah. you know, like, so it, that's, that's kind of like the whole goal for it. It's just like, how do we get to tell our own stories? Because if, if we never do, it's always going to be wrong, it's yeah. always going to be misrepresented. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and this, like, something like this too is important. It's like our narratives um add on to that yeah yeah Yeah, do you have any questions sir no i'm all good jemima you should ask him a question me question yeah oh my god do you have a question i do i have any questions about about you i think i I have a lot of question marks about you (laughs) we'll do that in the next episode that's the next episode i'm kidding uh yeah well you just plug your shit now oh yeah um Where, where can we find you on instagram if I'm not at school, I'm literally here every day. 
14, <laughs> 18 Fulton. This is, yeah, 14, 18 Fulton. Um, in downtown Fresno, we're right in the Warner's Theater. Beautiful building. Um, and yeah, you can come in here, make a zine with us, ask us about anything zine related, and we'll probably help yeah. you out. Um, that's Laguna Collective as well. What's your Instagram? Our Instagram is at Laguna Collective. Nothing in between. It's just one like word, I guess. Yeah. And then 1418 Fulton is 1418 Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N. Yep. Right. And um, I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Thank you, guys. Thank you for finally. I'm proud of you for being on. Man. I, know. I finally got you on. I got kind of like almost cried over there, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shout you out did. to all the people. You did, you did that just around just the people just all the people like all the people. shout out to all the people in the world shout out to shout all out. the people that are existing and trying yeah which is everyone listening to this podcast just that <laughs> everyone not, not everybody else yeah. not everybody else only only y'all thanks to uh fresno community for making things happen and supporting us True. young people True. so yeah thank well, you guys. got got plugged I have okay. no plugs. All right. Well, I got plugged. Uh, Maybe oh. my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Venmo me at Ram Ray. Our PayPal is paypal.com slash Laguna Collective. <laughs> We're always open for donations because we do our workshops for free. Same. Let me, uh... oh, yeah, an ad's going to play right now. I've read it so much. What? The names of the, hi, welcome back. Now I'm just going to have. Now is the the other part of the show where I talk about supporting us. And you can stop listening. Yeah, no, but like if you want to support the podcast, you could go to bit.ly slash support the boys. That bit that's bit.ly slash support the boys with a Z. You could give us 99 cents at the lowest, you know, just support the pod. Anyway, any way you can. We you gotta hurry money. around. My butt hurts in this in this I know. chair. But anyways, I <laughs> just want I up. just want to say thank you to the people who are supporting the podcast right now. Thank you as always to Duncan Airy, uh, Janet Corzalara, Dom McLennan. <laughs> Dom Dom McLennan of Rockhampton. Remember, guys, that Dom is supporting the podcast. Why aren't you supporting the podcast? If you like Rockhampton, you should support. If you if you like Rockhampton, if you ever listen to a song of them, you should donate to the podcast. support the artists that support you. Yeah. Or I don't know what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you to them. Thank you, Paulina's uh, uncle and aunt. My mom. Or mom, mom and uncle for uh, that. You're for canceled. Donating. You're canceled. <laughs> but yeah, that that's bit.ly slash support the boys and thank you as always. And so that'll be this. Oh, you could find us on Instagram at Boys Do Cry Pod, uh, on Twitter also at Boys Do Cry Pod, and follow us on there. We're always on there. Or follow me at uh, Over Sharon on Instagram or Hypomanic Local on Twitter. Bro, my butt. <laughs> I know. And you, where, what's your Instagram, Twitter? I think it's private now. All of it's private. Damn. Yeah. Like you can't find. You can't find Paulina. Don't worry. I'll make up for it. <laughs> But my Twitter for sure is private. I think I'm gonna unprivate my Instagram. Okay. I don't need people to know my Twitter, my just, just my inner it. thoughts. No. Mm. Well, I just freak out about life on there. Yeah. Thank you, Jemima, once again for being on the podcast. It's we love you having. I on know. Here. And uh, we'll see you on the We're season just using finale. We're for the exposure. It's not about my mental health. No. no. Well, <laughs> Jemima's also the last guest to guest of the season. <laughs> So you have that honor of being our last guest. 
Um, yeah, I was the very last one. Um, I mean, he, she was supposed to be on earlier, but she was supposed to be like the first one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it took her a few a few months. A few, like three That's months. All right. to get here. I'm here now. <laughs> no, it's good. It was worth it. It was worth the wait. But yeah, she's the last. Save guess. the best for the last. The best for last, exactly. And Is that what they say? Is that an idiom? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. But yeah, that would be next. Next episode would be the season finale, and yeah, we'll see you then. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Boys Who Cry. Bye. Bye. That was cool.